BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hi, everyone. Welcome to With Wit. If you are new to my podcast, thank you so much for joining us. It really means so much to me. This is just this like little voice journal that I do, and I hope that you enjoy it. And I hope you have as many takeaways as I do as you listen to these great conversations and real personal discoveries I make along the way. My personal update is that I'm still in Southampton. I'm here trying to enjoy Timmy's 40th and then also just getting a lot of work done. A little bit hard to balance, but trying to make the most of like those really amazing moments. I don't want to complain. So this week I have something special and different. I have a best of with wit situation and this episode actually features my favorite, most memorable, most like huggable moments from conversations with my sisters. I'm just, I'm missing them so much right now. Just feels so nice to be out of Los Angeles and to be like out in the open, but it's JD's birthday tomorrow. Shout out JD. This will have been later, but happy birthday. And she's in Los Angeles and I'm just missing them. So I thought we would put together this cute, fun, heartwarming compilation for you. So first up is from a conversation I had with my older sister, Ashley. We chatted at the beginning of the lockdown, it was last year. And she is an event planner and an amazing woman who's come such a long way. And she really shares deeply her experience of going through heartbreak while building her business and being the creative entrepreneur that she is. So here is Ash. A little history about myself is that, you know, dad got sick quite a long time. You know, it's been seven years. And, you know, literally I look back on my life in these past years and I'm like, one day I feel like I had it all, or at least I thought that I had it all, you know, like a happy marriage, a a successful life speaking from like a financial perspective and and from a relationship perspective and from our family, which, you know, we've always been a happy amazingly bonded family. Mm -hmm. And then we, you know, 
got hit with the news that dad, you know, was terminally ill. And even though the word terminally ill was not used, you know, on that Monday when we were given the news, our lives, you know, changed on that Monday. Yeah. Literally on that Wednesday. So 48 hours later, my marriage completely blew up in my face, even though it has been years, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I felt like at that time, It was like one day I had it all and then the next day it was all over. I felt like from a relationship perspective, I had been kicked to the curb after being in a 10 year long relationship. And, you know, like there was a lot of self-care and self, I I guess like realization, Mm -hmm. you know, that I had to go through and to figure out what had happened in my life, what was going to happen in my life. And it really forces you to take like a real serious look in the mirror and figure out like, what the hell are you going to do with the rest of your life? And for me, it's like, I was so young, but I felt like I had figured my life out, you know? And yeah, now you, you, you had a whole plan and you yes. envisioned it yes. and it was happening. It was actually happening. Yeah, it was happening. I mean, we were putting in offers on a house and we were yeah. thinking about having kids. I mean, like seriously, and you know, all of those things. So it's like, literally it's one day you have it. And then the next day it's, it's totally gone. And, right. You no, know, like, I'll be honest, looking back on it now, I feel like I have grown so much and learn so much about my life and myself and how I want to be treated and how I deserve to be treated and all of those Mm -hmm, things. I think about what my life was that I was so happy with at the time versus what I would expect out of a relationship now is like night and day, you know? Yes. I don't know if that just has to do with getting married young and then growing up and growing apart or being slapped in the face and then having to like pick yourself up, you know, like. I think it's all of those things. It's, it's all of those things combined, but like for you, there's so much also questioning because these things happened in your life. And then you're like, wait, what, what is my part in this? Right, and right. then you, you start to grow insecurities and that can start to spiral too. Like there's so much Yep. Not only questioning trust and all the other things that you have to question, but questioning yourself too yeah. and having that whole journey. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like I obviously uh, started with therapy and uh-huh. you know, we got involved with our house, you know, during our grief process. And so I had lots of outlets to talk about how I was feeling, how I was doing, how our family was doing, you know, all of these things. Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, a really challenging time. And like I said before, it's like, as you know, my life was really on a very serious upward trajectory. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like, okay, so who are you, Ashley? And what are you going to do with the rest of your life? And so, Mm -hmm. you know, once I was able to get my legs back, you know, underneath me again, I was like, all right, I, I got to like figure out my job, you know, like, and you know this ever since I was a little kid, I've always been entrepreneurial. I've always Mm -hmm. had some sort of like side hustle, whether (laughs) Ryan and I were selling avocados on the corner or I was making, you know, headbands with rhinestones on them. Always. Or making jewelry or eating. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yes. I've had so many businesses and I've been able to build a nice little savings for myself by doing those projects and like mm-hmm. even babysitting or camp counseling or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It's like, I felt like during my marriage, I definitely lost that. I became the 
typical old school wife, you know, who makes a beautiful home, you know, and takes care of all of her husband's needs and does the errands and all of that. And even though while I was in it, I was happy to do it. Once I was out of it, I was like, what the fuck? Like, why was I a glorified, you know, like assistant, you know, like picking right. up dry cleaning and things like that. And granted, there was obviously so much more to the relationship than that. Of course, of course, of course. But that being said, it's like he was traveling for work and he wanted me to travel with him. So my job, even though BK events had started, you know, right after or right before I got married, I think, or right after, I can't, I honestly can't remember. It had become like a hobby job, you know, like I was lucky that I didn't need the income. But when I look back on it, I'm like, what is wrong with you, Ashley? You know, and granted hindsight is always 2020 and, and I need to be nicer to myself without being yes. so judgmental. Yes. The fact that I put my, my, my family life first and you know, building this. Because that's totally natural. It is important to note that you, you had a job, you were at Mindy Weiss when you guys started dating, right? I mean, no, I was already, I, we had started dating when I was in college and then I got the job at Mindy Weiss. And I remember like, when I was working at Mindy Weiss and I was hustling, I was working. Yes. So hard. Amazing job. I mean, like I got that job literally a week after graduating from college. And it was mm-hmm. incredible. Like I, mm-hmm. I started out as a, as a planner, you know, like I said it before, obviously you do what you have to do. And if the best job you can get is being an intern or an assistant or something like that, do it because the experience will change your life forever. When I think about, you know, what I like to coin my quote unquote hobby job for part of my marriage, you know, I had to figure out how I was going to support myself, you know? And that is exactly what I did. You know, I have built BK events up into an incredible business. I've done it all on my own. Obviously I have incredible creative partners in regards to like, and I've had clients and, you know, my business is a hundred percent word of mouth and, you know, even doing your wedding, you know, has been, has been, an incredible like business card, you know, if you will, you know, Mm -hmm. share what I can do for people. But Mm -hmm. in the last, you know, six years, six, seven years, I have, I have built a business that up until recently (laughs) has supported my life, has supported, you know, my times, my shopping urges, you know, and has, and has really created an incredible life for me to be an entrepreneur and to be mm-hmm. a business owner. Yeah. And how long do you think it took you to get there? Like you said, you were saying it took you a little while to find your footing. Yeah. And, you know, just for, there are probably so many people listening who are dealing with that or are thinking about, you know, leaving their partners. Obviously right now is a tricky time, even though they say like, once this is all over, that divorce will probably be at like an all time high. Yeah. But, you know, just like what the trajectory was for you and kind of where you're at now and how living on your own at this point has been. How can I plan people's weddings when I've just had to watch my my marriage die, you know? Right, so, yeah. Uh, it was an interesting job to be a part of, but I got to tell you, even through all of that, 
I still, and granted I do more than weddings. I do corporate events. I do all types of life celebrations, but weddings tend to be the primary part of my business. Mm -hmm. And even through getting divorced, I have never felt like, oh God, I can't believe I'm doing a wedding. I can't believe these people. Like I, I still romanticize weddings and happiness and love so much. Like it it makes me so happy. I still get full body chills, you know, when the bride's about to walk down the aisle. I I mean, you would be like a heartless monster. (laughs) I'm like, I hate all you brides and I'm setting you up for failure. Yeah. You are not that bitter person. You would never. Not at all. Not at all. And so that's how I know sometimes that I still love my job, even though it's super stressful. Yeah. It definitely took me a few years to kind of get the business up and going for sure. Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. I had to be really patient with myself, you know, in that regard. And so I I would say that probably in the last three or four years, business has really changed. I think that what I always think is just such a funny life experience that happened is that you and Paige and Jade all got married within one year of each other. And so yeah. it's kind of like, oh, great. Like all your younger sisters are all getting married, like literally at the same time or you're planning your weddings. It's like, it forced me into really committing that this was my career and this is what I wanted to do because I was like, if I can plan my own sister's weddings, which I would, as I've said before, I wouldn't have it any other way. I can't even imagine somebody else planning your weddings. Oh my God. No, never. But it's like, if I could do that in the midst of like heartbreak and the stress of building a business, mm-hmm. then like, I think I'm doing pretty well, you know? <laughs> No, for sure. I mean, I I remember that obviously being something that we thought about and we wanted to take care of you and we didn't want you to do anything that you didn't feel comfortable doing. But really like that was maybe at the beginning. Once we really got into it, I could feel your excitement and I never felt awkward or weird about it because I didn't. I I think that you were able to take yourself out of it and really let your excitement for us shine. And that's what you've been able to do in your business too. Exactly. I just take the feelings that I have obviously for my own family. And I put that, you know, for what start out as strangers, but I'll tell you planning a wedding, you get to know people really well. You get outs of their relationships, their family dynamics, you know, who doesn't like their future, all of those things, you know? And so came time to plan your girl's weddings. I honestly, I I can't even say that I really even thought about myself very much. You know what I mean? I was Mm -hmm. so excited for our family that we were gaining all of these new brothers, you know, brother-in-laws, obviously we got a sister-in-law too. I, they got married obviously before the rest of you guys did. So it's not like I'm forgetting about planning their wedding also, but (laughs) this happened at the same, at the same time. I cannot believe it happened that way. still, it's so crazy. It's really crazy. It's really crazy. So, you know, it definitely, I would say, you know, for anybody who's thinking about, you know, whether it's a breakup, it's a divorce, whatever it is, for whatever reasons, mm-hmm. the road is long and challenging. You know, it yeah. really is. If I have not met one person in my life that has had an easy time of it, you know, because even if you're so over the relationship and you're so like cut off emotionally from, from the loss of that part, when you're married, there's just so much paperwork and everything that you have to deal right. with, you know, to like finalize it all. Honestly, even if you're not married, like I said, if you're dating, a heartbreak is a heartbreak, you no matter what, you know? And so somebody is feeling they are ready to be out of their relationship, whether it's their choosing or not. 
I think the best advice that I can give is just like be kind to yourself. And I know that Mm -hmm. that sounds cheesy, but it's like, you have to just take it one day at a time to take a term from like, you know, an AA, you know, meeting. It's like, you just, each day, you just have to put one foot in front of the other and try your best to figure out how you can rebuild your life. Yeah. And I think also just know that time actually does heal, obviously, and to continue to tell yourself, like you're saying, just to have patience that everything in life is just, I mean, usually it's, is a phase and that you will get through this. And now word from one of our brand partners, you know, what stinks headaches. They hurt, they pound, you can't get anything done. I can't stand them. But you know what? You don't have to stink. Try Native. Native cares about the products you put on your body. And their smells won't give you a headache. They're about stopping the stink right away. That's the Native difference. You probably already know about Native's legendary aluminum-free deodorant. But have you tried their body wash? their toothpaste, or their brand new mineral-based sunscreen. Yeah, Native now has a broad spectrum SPF 30 sunscreen for your face and body. It's lightweight, absorbs quickly, and you can choose between unscented or coconut and pineapple. So good for the family. Native is on a mission to overhaul your entire hygiene routine by putting the care and self-care with products carefully made to work against odor that are made with simple ingredients and smell amazing. You can get their deodorant and body wash in amazing scents like coconut vanilla, herbal musk, which is my favorite. It has like a little bit of a masculine tint. I don't know. Timmy smells so good with it. Lavender and rose and more. And you can even build your own personalized product bundles. Mix and match three of your favorite scents and keep them on rotation so you have something for every occasion. Stay fresh, stay clean with Native by going to nativedo.com slash withwit or use promo code withwit at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedo.com slash withwit or use promo code withwit at checkout for 20% off your first order. Here's to all of us not stinking. So I chatted with you guys a little bit last week about Rent the Runway, and I'm so excited that they are helping partner with me on this podcast and be a sponsor because I really, truly believe in their mission. And I think now more than ever, people are thinking about what they're actually putting on their body and where it's coming from. And if it's making an impact on the world, Rent the Runway is all about sustainability. And as you all know, I'm all about sustainability and and recycling fashion. And so I am here to tell you all about everything that they're up to right now. Check out how many amazing designers they have on their website. You have to be a member, but basically Rent the Runways memberships give you monthly shipments of designer clothing and accessories for a flat monthly price. Membership trials start at $69. You can start by kicking off your best dressed fall with one of the Rent the Runways monthly memberships, whether it's work from home vibes, cozy hangs, last minute adventures like I'm on. There's always something for every occasion. I currently just ordered a bunch of layering pieces and jackets because I didn't really realize how cold it gets here at night. 
website. But anyways, shipping is free and easy. Cleaning and rental coverage is all included. And as I said, you have so much access to a full designer closet without the price tag. They also have very accessible options for all budgets. Buy less, wear more. I am all about having less and being able to recycle things and be mindful about what you're putting on your body. Change the way you get dressed with the largest shared designer closet. Rent, buy, subscribe. The choice is always yours at Rent the Runway. Exclusive offer for listeners. Use promo code WITHWIT for 30% off. Valid for a limited time. So visit renttherunway.com today. Terms and conditions apply. And now back to our chat. Oh, Ash, she's so inspiring, right? I'm just always like so enamored by how open she can be. Next up is my younger sister, Paige. Now, this chat also happened at the beginning of lockdown after Paige was just getting back to work after having a baby literally at the beginning of the pandemic. She really was in the depth of that whole situation, being like isolated while taking care of a newborn. So she shares some really great resources and tips for all you new parents that I think will be some great takeaways and you will enjoy just a little bit of validation. So here is Paige. I know you have always been such a hard worker and work has always been your priority, like not over family, of course, but like you have always just been so dedicated to your work. And so I can imagine that it would be such a push and pull right now, but more than ever, like as your older sister, I'm telling you, like you need to take the pressure off and really just do in the moment what serves you and not think about what is not getting done or who you're going to disappoint because you really know at the end of the day that the people you work with are going to understand because they know what you're capable of. They know the kind of work ethic you have and they know that you're doing the best that you can do. So it's so important that you do that, that you really be easy on yourself. Yeah. Yesterday was like a crazy busy day. And at the end of it, I honestly just like looked at Ben and started laughing and I was like that was wild like yeah on maternity leave it was I would have these days where if like Wolf wasn't sleeping or you know if he didn't take a good nap it would like stress me out like crazy and then I felt like I would break because I had no outlet and it would just like I would you know find myself crying and then not being able to stop crying and then it was like okay Paige like he had a bad nap you know like He's going to eat and go to sleep the next time. But yeah, there were times where I felt like I just couldn't snap out of it. And mm-hmm. yesterday, even when he had a bad nap, I was like, okay, it's like there are other things, you know, that are going on and like the bad naps are going to happen. So yeah, yeah, just trying to laugh it off. <laughs> yeah. Well, also when you have a new baby, you take everything so seriously and everything's yeah. a big deal because a lot of it is like the first time you're ever having to deal with it and you feel like you need to solve the issue. But you realize as it goes on how many different phases there are and how many different things you're going to have to like work through and problem solve through that yeah. you do eventually become more relaxed. Like when things don't go your way, like when Sunny a week ago started waking up every two hours and was crying for us for an hour. 
it was really hard. But at the same time, we have already been through almost two and a half years of adjusting to him that you, you just kind of like brush it off and you realize that this is just parenting and that they are going to be okay. You're not like, like they survive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm really curious, like, I was able to obviously have a night nurse. You had one for two weeks, but then we were able to have some help. The nanny is really who taught us everything that we needed to know. How are you learning what to do? Like what resources are you turning to? So the night nurse, so we had a night uh, baby nurse for two weeks and then we had a night nurse for two weeks. And then everything changed. And so we stopped, you know, with any help in the house, both with hired help and then with family. So I have an amazing pediatrician who I was referred to by so many people. And he wrote a book called Eat, Sleep, Poop. Mm -hmm. And it's become like a Bible. Like I read it when Wolf was born and then I read it when he was like a month old. And then now I'm rereading it again. And he kind of it's the perspective of him being a doctor and a dad and kind of wearing both hats. And so saying like the doctor and me would say this, but like the dad and me says this. Mm-hmm. And so it breaks down like eat, sleep, poop for the first year of their life and what to be alarmed about and what not to be. And so that has become something that I reference and look to all the time. Amazing. Um, Alana McGinn, who's the sleep specialist, has become someone in like my speed dial who, even though Wolf is not at the age yet where he can be sleep trained, she keeps telling me like at around four months is when we can start doing this. I'm like counting down the days. We're almost, we hit the 12 week mark and we're almost at three months. So I'm excited for what that looks like. Um, there was, or there is a woman here in LA, her name is Linda Hanna and she's a lactation consultant Mm -hmm. and she and her team helped me through the first four weeks with breastfeeding and with latching. And I had to wear a nipple shield at first. And then I moved on to this crazy contraption called an SNS, which was like a drip line of like- That was so crazy. It was insane. I didn't even know that existed. (laughs) Like that must be something new because I feel like if that existed when I was breastfeeding, I would have done it because I feel like I tried everything. Yeah. So we went from the nipple shield to the SNS to then straight on. And Linda and her team were so, so helpful with getting Wolf to latch properly. He was losing weight when he was first born. And so by his two-week appointment, um, he was still not back to his birth weight. And so it took a little bit of time. And so Linda and just like any lactation consultant is so helpful with that and making sure that they're feeding properly. And then I joined, there's a group in LA called Baby Group. And it's led by this woman. Her name is Donna Halloran. And it's really like a mom support group. And we would, in normal circumstances, be meeting in person once a week. But because of everything going on right now, we meet on Mondays on Zoom. And 
it's basically led by Donna, but with, I think it's like 12 moms in the group and all with babies who are born within a few weeks of each other. So we're all kind of hitting the developmental phases at the same time. And it's been amazing. So I now have this like group text with all of them and we text every single day of like, what happened when your baby did this? And is anyone's mm-hmm. baby, you know, at this point yet? Um, and I've obviously gone to Google, but it doesn't really help. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to just find people that I trust or experts in each of these fields. And honestly, like calling my pediatrician whenever I can, like Wolf started rolling from his belly to his back at eight and a half weeks, which is so really early. early. Yeah. And he it like in one of the times that he did that, he like had his head was lifted really high and then he came down on the mat really hard. And I like freaked out and called the pediatrician because I was like, my son hit his head, you know, like, do I have to worry about a concussion or, you know? And so it was, they were like, no, you know, from that height and there's not much harm that can be done. Yeah. But like calling my pediatrician when I have those kind of freak out moments and just need like peace of mind. Yeah. I'm so happy that you're in the baby group. That's really, really helpful. And that you don't have to get Wolfie in a car to go to the baby group. No, no. I was saying to the girls in the group the other day that one, I've never driven him alone. I mean, I've actually, I haven't even driven a car in, I don't know. I think I've driven once. I haven't driven a car in over three months. I haven't been to a grocery store since before he was born. I've been to two restaurants since he was born. Like Ben and I had date night up the street once while the baby nurses here and mom came over. And then literally like a few days before the stay at home order was put in place, we took Wolf out to lunch. And yeah, so like, that's I don't even know what the car ride. Yeah. Like the baby group would be in Santa Monica and we live in West Hollywood. So I think about you and like, I remember the story of getting off the freeway because Sunny was hysterically crying when you were driving to Brentwood. So like I sit in the back seat with Wolf and Ben drives and he's never And is he fine? Yeah, he's totally fine. And I'm like, when am I going to, yeah, I'm like, when am I going to sit in the front seat again? You can, (laughs) you can sit in the front seat now. (laughs) Yeah, but like every day, like we try to go for a walk. We don't have the most conducive area for walking. So we've been getting in the car and going. Yeah to like a flatter area. And I'm like, okay, maybe today I'll sit in the front seat and I just don't. <laughs> you just don't. <laughs> it's going to be like three years and you're going to yeah. be like, oh my God, maybe yeah. it's time. Are you able to like get a release or any time for yourself? Like, are you able to work out? Do you want to? Like, how have you been taking care of yourself? So just recently I started, I would say that like at, like nine at like nine weeks I started feeling better like the recovery definitely took a while and I still don't feel a hundred percent but at like eight and a half weeks I had one of those just like terrible terrible days of feeling like I didn't have enough time between breastfeeding and pumping and feeding and changing and like just trying to find time to brush my teeth or to shower or to do anything, you know, even like to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Like I love cooking. And so 
Ben had been cooking dinner for us. And I was like, I would love to cook us dinner, you know, like that would make me feel good. And so I kind of had this day where I just like, I really just broke. And Ben was really able to help me pull myself out of it. And he was like, okay, you know what? In the morning, I'm going to give Wolf that bottle. And like, you're going to work out and you're going to take that hour for yourself to work out and make yourself your coffee and do whatever you want in that hour, even if you just Mm want to like lay in bed. So that was really helpful of having him realize what I needed because I couldn't make that decision. You didn't even know. No. It's it really is so important for partners to have that kind of intuition and just like make a plan and just tell you that it's going to be okay. And this is what we're going to do. Sometimes you're so deep in it. Like you said, you can't even see out of it or can't even figure out what to do to lighten your load. No, because you instinctually are just like what I need comes last now. So yeah. like, if I don't work out today, it doesn't matter. If I don't make my coffee today, it doesn't matter. If I don't brush but it my does. teeth, yeah, if I don't brush my teeth till I go to sleep tonight, it doesn't matter. But like these things matter. And so just a few weeks ago, I started, you know, kind of taking Ben's advice and his cues. And so I would, I started working out and whether it was in the morning or like we were, I would make us our coffees and then we would do the New York Times crossword puzzle together That's Um, nice. And so starting to put some sort of structure into my day. And now a word from one of our brand partners. I am so excited to be working with Vitruvi because they make the most beautiful, all natural home scenting products that say something about you. They're so chic. They're so stylish. They're not bulky. Their products range from award-winning diffusers to pure essential oils. They really make scenting your home a beautiful opportunity for self-expression. I am all about the magic and refreshing feeling of a diffuser and of sense of having that clean air and just like something there that's making you calm. I don't know. It just, it always feels like such a beautiful touch because scent really does transform how you feel in a room. And their unique aromas are really like thoughtfully blended to create all sorts of moods. So whether you want to feel energized or calm or focused or relaxed, they're made with 100% pure essential oils. So they're super safe to breathe in on a daily basis. You do not have to worry about that. They are a design centric company. So they really thoughtfully consider every detail from the placement of buttons on their diffusers to the quality of their packaging. These are all things that I really paid so much attention to. They've made home scenting beautiful, safe, and super effortless. Let's see. I personally love their blends for AM and PM. They make beautiful ones for sleep that are soothing, calming, and helpful for winding down after a long day. And then there's Retreat and it's a tropical and restorative, like perfect for making your home smell like a relaxing spa. Visit vitruvi.com slash withwit and use code withwit20 to get 20% off your next purchase. That's vitruvi.com, V-I-T-R-U-V-I.com slash withwit and use code withwit20 to get 20% off your next purchase. You can also go to vitruvi.com slash withwit. And now back to the conversation. Ugh. 
Missing my sisters. Love them so much. Last but certainly not least, we have my youngest sister, JD. So back in February, she and her husband stayed with us and I was able to sit her down in my bedroom and just sit down for a really casual chat. She is the youngest in the family and has such a unique and interesting take on the family in being the youngest. And we really see things very similarly. So it's just really refreshing to chat with her and be able to open up to her and to feel that she feels comfortable opening up to me. And we talk about our experience with grief and losing our dad and just being a part of this large, wonderful family. So here she is. Someone says, I'm 23 and lost my dad at 22 around Jade's age. Any tips for how to get through it after being so young? I'm sorry. Ugh, that is it's the worst. The only tip, and it really probably just goes for everyone. It's not like a certain age. I mean, you're going to realize that there's so many things that happen after 22 that you wish he was going to be there for. And from engagement, marriage, kids, like it's just, it's all going to be really hard. It's not that it gets easier. It's just that you can, you find a way to like when you need to be sad, you get sad. But like over time, it's not like an everyday feeling. It's just like it comes in waves. I moved to Chicago six months after, which was like a big, I think maybe now, maybe a little too soon, but I had been planning to move there for so long that it just made sense yeah. uh, to finally be with Brett. But at 22, losing a parent, I mean, you just have to rely on the family that you have that's also going through it because there's really like nothing you can do but take it day by day. Yeah, it's so true. Like, like no matter when it happens. There's nothing that can prepare you for nothing it. that can prepare you and there are no words it's so hard to talk about grief because there's no words that anyone can ever say to make you feel better yeah because it's just this feeling of loss like that quote that you said it's this feeling of like all this love you have for someone but it just has no place to go yeah like I think it's like you said it's about creating a new like life in existence for yourself where you are able to find happiness, like having faith that that will happen. Like your engagement, your wedding, kids, it's it's mostly still great. Yeah. There will just always be like a hole that can't be filled and there will be times where you're so sad mm -hmm. and you can't believe that he's not here to experience it. But overall, you have to still live your life your dad would want you to live your life and want you to be happy. So you just have to honor him in those moments any way that you can, but still live your life as if he were here. Yeah, you know? 100%. I always think about like, how would my dad want me to feel right now? It is okay to cry and break down and For have sure. all those moments and be sad about him whenever you feel the need. Like definitely just don't do ever just shove it down. Yeah, do it. that is valuable advice that is maybe overlooked. Like, mm -hmm. I think people feel like they need to be strong or they're afraid of like what other people think about their grief or that they're going to be a burden. And it just shouldn't be about what anybody else thinks. Like you just have to feel your feeling. Yeah. And letting yourself have those moments, it will help you get through it. Yeah. Instead of just pushing it away and then later on having to deal with all that stuff that you just push mm -hmm. to the side. Because mm -hmm. if you deal with it in the moment, then the 
pain doesn't keep getting deeper and deeper. It just like sits at that level and then you're able to come up from there. But if you never deal with it, it's just going to keep penetrating like deeper and deeper and deeper Mm -hmm. into your soul. And then it's harder to repair. But I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry. I mean, we also did our house. I don't know where you live, but if there's a center or maybe there's a virtual center. I feel like there has to be something now. We should actually look into this, you know, a virtual place where people can go talk to people about grief and death. I know Option B is an amazing organization you guys can check out. Like Zoom therapy people are really finding to be comforting right now and not feeling like you have to go somewhere at a certain time and, you know, just go sit in a room like you can be in your comfortable space. I laid on my bed yesterday and did therapy and it felt like so cathartic. We're going to the new section now. This okay. is the sister section. Okay. Favorite childhood memory together. I like don't remember. A lot. Mine are Missouri, but like I yeah. can't p- pinpoint like a memory with you. I know. In like in Missouri. There's memories in Missouri and then there's like memories of us just dancing at nightclubs. Like yes. when I think about my <laughs> most fun moments with you. Yeah. Just like us dancing. Yeah is my favorite thing to do. I agree with that. Yeah. But I can't think of like, like your bachelorette. Yeah, I think of you on the table or like in Vegas at Tau (laughs) and the dancing that you were doing with that guy and you were having like a dance off. But that's not a childhood memory. No, but that's fine. (laughs) It doesn't have to be a childhood. We're young. We don't have to like, it's not like we're 80. (laughs) That was still long I'm really not going to remember anything at 80. (laughs) I, I really do. My memory's so bad. Like, I don't remember being at Warner Avenue with you at the same time. You know, like, I can't remember you being in fifth grade when I was in kindergarten. I can't remember that either. I remember my life at Warner Avenue, but I don't remember, like, our relation to each yeah. other at that time. <laughs> I wonder if, like, Ashley and Paige do. Ashley probably does. <laughs> They're going to be so jealous that we're doing this together. <laughs> I didn't even tell them. What are fave things to do together slash places to shop? Well, we just kind of touched on one of our favorite things, dance with each other. Like even just the other day, watching my best friend's wedding and falling asleep on the couch, (laughs) like just that I can feel comfortable with someone to do that. Like I don't even ever fall asleep on the couch or watch movies like that on a week. I don't either. And I'm not even working right now. Yeah. I'm not falling asleep during midday. I mean, you have an excuse. Without even taking any drugs. You're also 22 weeks pregnant. Like you could, you should be falling asleep on the couch all the time. With sisters, I think you, you appreciate just like the, the little things. Like you giving me my routine, like organizing my products with me, just having someone, just talking to someone, having someone understand you Mm -hmm. on a level where you don't have to explain your whole backstory or over justify things. Yeah. I also love when it was normal times and because I lived in Chicago, you would be going to New York or you go to Nashville. You'd go on like, you'd have little two day trips and I would just meet you everywhere. Yeah. And those were so fun. One of our best moments was probably the Victoria's Secret fashion show together. That's the best moment. (laughs) Yeah. How can we forget about that moment? (laughs) We went to the last Victoria's Secret fashion show. Probably ever. Best and worst thing about being in a big family. The worst thing I'll start off with first. (laughs) I mean, it's not like it's the worst, but because I'm the baby and I've probably put this on myself, but I'm the most quiet one in our family when we're all together. Mm-hmm. So sometimes probably when I was 
younger, I just like wouldn't speak up. And that was me doing my own thing, but like just not having a voice, you know? Which is not you now. Yeah. Do you feel like there's still a part of you that's like that? It's or? not that I feel like I don't have a voice. I probably just chose not to speak up because everyone else was, was talking. Yeah. So I was just like, I don't care to chime in. <laughs> yeah. Timmy always makes this joke. It's like whoever talks the loudest like gets heard. So that's why yeah. everyone talks so loud in our family because you had to yeah. be you wanted everyone to hear you. Mm-hmm. And so you were probably like, F this. I'm not going to talk yeah. loud to like, be I'd heard. rather just be quiet. And <laughs> rather just hide under the table, table and not no do the dishes. <laughs> until people forget that I'm here. Yeah, I used to do that every night. And then obviously the best thing is just having, you know, best friends that yeah. are your family. How do you balance family life when significant others enter the picture? Like, how do you balance, like, with Brett, for for instance, when you're here, like, handling mm-hmm. everything he needs to do with what yeah. you need to do with the family? Like, Luckily, Brett's pretty easygoing. Yeah. And just up for whatever. I mean, of course, there are times where you want some just alone time or get away for a dinner where I definitely struggled with that when I would come home for visits in the beginning where it was just like family all the time. Like Brett and I wouldn't even go on a date together. He hasn't like gone to different places to sightsee or, you know, just normal things. Like we didn't do anything. It was also because since dad was gone, the family was grieving. We were just like family time all the time. Yeah. I never thought about that. Our time spent together has always just been like laying around that was before even dad we were always kind of like that but yeah I mean we like being home um and just with each other yeah no there are definitely times now where we like to just have a date night balancing him coming in it was pretty easy easy. I mean that's the thing is that for all all significant others everyone likes them like everyone gets along with everyone so we don't really have to deal with that issue right like on a on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last question. I feel like there was ever pressure between the siblings to be super successful or competitive. Right now I'm not working and I don't look at you guys and like it's a competition, but I'm like, I would like to have something to yeah. do. It's yeah. just like kind of hard now to to even plan something. Yeah. I don't think anyone's competitive and no one does the same thing. Yeah. So that's probably why everyone's pretty fortunate in that they just do their own thing. Yeah. And I think when you like have really good, healthy love for someone, you want them to succeed. Yeah. Maybe I'm simplifying things because like you can love your sibling, but also be competitive with them. We just don't really have that like innate competitive spirit with one yeah. another. And I also think like for me, you know, Ryan and Ashley, they're like eight or 10 years older. Right. So it's just like not know, even realistic. different stages of life, you know, yeah. at different times. So yeah. it's just, it's different. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you love these little moments. They're so cute. I'm so grateful to have them recorded to always go back to. It's just like so cool that I have this. I've listed the full episode names in the description so you can check them out. I'll be back next week with an update with how my trip has been going so far and just a little bit of a diary, me heading into the city, just chatting with you guys about all that's going on. And like I always say, just a journal of confessional of how I do what I do, because I feel like I don't necessarily always capture that on my Instagram. And so my podcast is just a way for me to like 
verbally and vocally express to you guys what goes into building what I'm building and what I'm passionate about and my relationship with you and how you all help me really inform like my creativity and building this business together. So anyways, I'll see you next week for a more personal episode. Thank you for listening to me today. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney Eve Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.